Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Coach Sportscast. I'm your host, Nate Cross, along with my co-host, David Nimitz. And Ben Heydrich is not here. Again, <sighs> classic. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we won't touch on that for too long, but um, basically he has to work, and he just loves scheduling it on the days we have podcasts, but it doesn't matter. Um, we are joined here by special guest, lacrosse captain, <laughs> Griffin McNear. Welcome to the podcast, Griff. Thanks for having me. Again. Nice to have you back. How many times um, have we been on? Like three. Three or four. Three. There's the one there's episode there's that never got aired. There's two that never two got that aired. He's been on that never got aired. <laughs> but to be fair, the first time he came on, I think we recorded for like two hours. Like right? genuinely, and I was think. Was that the one where Ben, like he said he wouldn't, he couldn't edit he said, it? I'm yeah. just not editing We did record for like two hours. Anyway, let's, uh. Let's uh, get right into the sports news. It's been a busy week. Busy, busy week. We had NFL honors. We have Hall of Fame news. We got uh, NBA trade deadline news. So we got a lot to talk about uh, this week. Um, okay. So we'll start with um, former Raven, right? Ryan Jensen, retired. Ryan Jensen is a former Raven. Retired yep. from the NFL. And kind of a shocking move, I would say. Not maybe not shocking. He's thirty-two, but like I just it's didn't younger. hear anything. Like what? I, I mean, thirty-two is. Well, was he still playing? Yeah, well, I think he's he still playing pretty pretty high level. level. Yeah, yeah. And it's, usually, O linemen play a little bit later into their careers, maybe. And I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought, and he, but he got a ring. He did I get think. a ring, right? He got a ring with Brady. So good that's, for Ryan Jensen. That's fun. Great career. Great back after career, at least. He's he was been solid a, on the Ravens, but it, he was better on the. But Bucks, like he's been sure. like a per- perennial, like top probably five center. Yeah, in football for the past few years. So right, good for him. Um, got some retirement. Uh, twins signed Carlos Santana, so Twins are continuing to make Twins moves and uh, sign just old heads, <laughs> and you know, with no efficiency. But I guess that doesn't really matter. Uh, Rays signed Phil uh, Madden. What do you know about Phil Madden? Dave, Phil Madden. I mean, there's not there's not really much to say. He's old. Like he's really old. He's Is he really? Yeah. Who am I, okay. Who am I thinking of then? But he's a he's like a fine like reliever to have. Like well, Tampa's not short of pitchers. I can tell you that. Uh, a little bit. Are they? Just with um. Well, I guess I'm. I'm usually McClanahan's out, stuff. and they got a bunch of their starters are hurt, but he's fine. Like he'll give you solid innings. I think he was pretty good last year in Houston, or maybe the last couple of years. Uh, it's a solid middle, middle reliever for your uh, playoff team. Yeah. Um, assuming they make the playoffs. Right, they might not make the playoffs. Who this, knows? I mean, this new stadium stuff coming out. You know, do you think they play for themselves or against the fans in Tampa? Why would they play against the fans? Because they're such a bad fan base. Why do you say they're such a bad fan base? They just are. Like you should see them during the playoff game. They weren't even at full capacity. Yeah. Uh, like I you think, think they play against? Like, it's just not the, maybe not against the fans, but more like towards the management in general. It's like spiteful, like like major league. Yeah, it's tough because the trap the trap is a terrible, it's a terrible stadium, and then it's the worst in pro sports. Yeah, it's it's up there. It's so, terrible. Why don't they just build a new one? That's right. Are they going to relocate? Well, you know, you want a fun fact about that? It's built. It's built on a on a 
torn down on a torn down nuclear power plant that still had radioactive waste in in and around the area when it was when Tropicana was built. That's fun. So anything can get to more Tampa than that. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, the Dolphins hire Anthony Weaver as their defensive coordinator. So, what's up with uh, all the Ravens' assistants getting poached and getting, like, prominent roles? I mean, the defense was that good last year, I yeah. guess, right? I mean, it, statistically, it was historic. Yeah but, like, yeah, but, like, we were arguing last week, maybe not arguing, but discussing, um, like, how much of that is of Roquan and Kyle Hamilton just difference makers, how much of it is coaching. I think we, you can argue it both ways. I think it's a mixture of both. Anyways. Having like a guy like Roquan on the field though is, just makes a difference. Like, I mean, also like saw, having a leader. The Bears' defense was terrible with Roquan. That's true. But Roquan. I don't think Roquan really like stepped into that role until he got to Baltimore. That's also a fair point. Uh, it's tough. I think it's a combination. I think all those assistants are I guess we'll worthy. See. Or yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. They, they could be terrible. How many got poached now? We're at three. It's three. One, we but two defensive coordinators, two DCs, right? and then obviously and the Mike McDonald coach. head coaching, um, which can't be really avoided if you're in gen, and like if you're the best defense in football. Like, you know, like just it's good. It happen. was either this year, you know, it was yeah. in the near future. Uh, the Raiders hire Luke Getzey as their offense coordinator, um, and the Raiders hired Ocho Cinco. You see that? What? Yeah, he did. The Raiders he's hired like, Chad Ochocinco. He's not For what? Like, he's like, apparently, it's, he doesn't have like a conf- confirmed role in the team. Like, they don't know if he's gonna be like a coach or just like a mentor for people. But like, he's he didn't quit like tomorrow. Like, he's, he's Chad Ochocinco. Yeah, but he's like, but Antonio Pierce like hired him. They like made a post about it. Really? So okay. he might be like just like an advisor or something. I don't know. I would assume if anything, he's gonna be a receivers coach. Yeah, that's what I would think too. But um, so Luke Getzey was the offensive coordinator for the Bears. And obvi- for the last two years and got fired. So uh, if you're a Raiders fan, you got to be upset about this one. Uh, I just don't like hiring people just off getting fired, other than Mike Vrabel. But Mike Vrabel didn't even get hired. But um, it just like it's like you're giving a guy another shot instead of maybe trying to give. And especially like I don't know. It seems like why are we giving this guy a shot who's just had two terrible years in Chicago? Can't make it work with all that talent on that offense. You're gonna give him a shot with this overwhelming talent in Las Vegas. Like I don't, man. And sometimes the new scenery helps. Does it? Know. It can. Not not maybe, usually. Maybe for a quarterback or a head coach. But like, if you can't be good as a coordinator anywhere, like like it's just I don't know. Sometimes I, you just need a fresh start. Speaking of fresh starts, it's true. Commanders hired Cliff Kingsbury to be their <laughs> offensive coordinator. Who was going to be the Raiders' offensive coordinator? Wow, yeah. backed out and um, that's funny. I, he's not a bad coordinator, is he? Um, I think, other than the fact that the only reason he got an NFL job was because of Patrick Mahomes, um, like no, but he wasn't he with. No, nah, I'm thinking of Lincoln Riley. Yeah, so he was a Texas Tech coach. Yeah, and he was he coached Mahomes, and after Mahomes left to go to the NFL, that's when he got his shot too. So we'll, I guess and we'll the Cardinals see. were terrible. Yeah, he was not a good. He play wasn't a good head it. coach. So, but I think you know. offensive coordinator probably more suits his. Yeah, I mean abilities. he was offensive coordinator or like offensive assistant at USC the past two years, and they've had a that great offense. Right. 
I guess just. But I mean, this Lincoln Riley has always had a great offense too. So. Yeah, that's like, true. You know, Lincoln Riley is a fantastic coach. Um, that can't win when it counts. Yeah, can't win. So I guess not a great coach. Yeah. Uh, he's still getting together at USC though. Can't. He's never been able to win when it counts though. Yeah, but does he have a full? Are all the players on USC now his recruits? I mean, I'm not even talking about UFC. I'm talking about Oklahoma. Yeah, I know, but at least they were like always, almost always in contention for a ball. Or I mean, a college football playoffs. Yeah, but they then get smoked in the first round. Besides, yeah, they only didn't get smoked like two years. That's what I'm saying. That was their issue. Almost all Big Twelve teams get. Ah, well, TCU beat Michigan, so that's Michigan were frauds that year. They were. Didn't was was that the year where Ohio State only? Or no, that was just last year. Remember when Ohio State only played like 11 games and they got in? Who'd they get in over? I don't know, but I think they played. I think they won, right? Did they win? No, they haven't been a national championship. No, they did not win. Classic. Um, anyway, off topic. Uh, Yankees acquire Caleb Ferguson. What do you know about that, Dave? Uh, that's a good lefty. I don't. I don't really know what why the Dodgers would trade somebody like that. Not entirely sure how much money he was making, but that's... Young. Yeah, he's young, and that should be a good good arm for the Yankees' pen, uh, lefty. I, I like the move, personally. Uh, I don't know what... I don't I don't really get the get the move from the Dodgers' point of view. Unless, yeah, he's got a one-year deal. Maybe he wasn't interested in re-signing. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, yeah, that, no, that's a good move for the Yankees. Also, oh, and then, speaking of baseball... Oh, we're on a topic. Uh, the Royals extend Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, 11 years, $288 million. Is this an overpay? No. Bobby Witt Jr. Is, I saw something that, that, like, I think it was Bobby Witt Jr. that if he, like, accesses all of his options in his contract, he could be, like, it's, like, the third biggest contract ever, like, with all the options. I don't know if that was – it was somebody that plays for the Royals. I think it was Bobby Witt Jr. It's yeah, the only one – he would be the only one to get that kind of money in the Royals, so. Yeah, I mean – Bobby Wood Jr. has, you know, he was great in his rookie year, and then this year he really took a step up. I mean, he almost had a 30-50 season, which is kind of unheard of while playing great defense and short. I mean, he's going to be – stolen bases? Yeah. 30 home runs? He had 30 bombs and 49 stolen bases. You think he's better than Garner? He was better last year. You think he'll he'll be better than Garner? No, I don't – oh, that's tough. Yeah. It's probably because I'm biased towards Gunner, to be honest, but I'm going to say no. Bobby Wood Jr. is is a stud. Will he be better than Jackson Holiday? No question. Well, that... It's too far in the future. Yeah, yeah. Too far in the future. yeah we haven't seen him get an yeah, MLB yeah, at bat yet. True. Bobby Wood Jr. was in the same draft class as Adley, so hopefully that means Adley will get an extension sometime soon. Uh... Or Orioles are just going to be classic Orioles. Yeah, we'll see. Just trade them. Yeah. Trade them right now. The uh, Giants hire uh, Shane Bowen as their defensive coordinator. He was the he was kind of learning from Mike Vrabel from the past few years and was the uh, defensive coordinator for the Titans. Um, I think this is a fantastic move. I think the Titans have always had a very good defense. Maybe a little sketchy at times in terms of run defense, right? Or pass defense. Oh, the Panthers is run defense. So it must be pass defense. Um, they've had some sketchy moments. But also, let's be honest, their secondary isn't like 
I mean, they, they, they traded traded Bayard. Um, they got back Terrell, Terrell Edmonds. Edmonds, but and they've missed on like two first round corners. Uh, Caleb Farley. Well, yeah. I don't know if Roger McCreary's a miss. No. Was Roger McCreary a first round pick? Second round pick. Yeah. Is Caleb Farley Farley a miss? He is officially. He just doesn't play. Yeah, he's, he's always been hurt. hurt. So the, but he's crazy. Like, yeah, mm. that was his concern coming out of college was his injuries. And then he came in the league, and I don't think he's even come close to playing a full season yet. Has he been good when he's on no. the – Really? Yeah. So, miss. Like, big miss. Um, <laughs> he played three games in 2021. Yeah. He played nine games in 2022. He did not play last year. Yeah. Classic. Um, the Dodgers re-signed Clayton Kershaw for a uh, – I can't remember what the deal was, but it wasn't too expensive and – um, I Kershaw was I felt I thought last year he was going to consider retirement and retire after this year but it looks like he's going to come back and try to get one more try to get a ring with the another ring with the Dodgers before he retires and do you think he's a Hall of Famer? He's definitely a Hall of you Famer think? for sure yeah. yeah Kershaw's a Hall of Famer it seems like he's going to keep on signing one year deals with the Dodgers until he's ready to to finally hang it up. Wow, but he had a 2.46 ERA last year. Yeah, he's The, the Dodgers' pitching rotation is just disgusting. Yeah, yeah. but Kershaw's yeah. one of the best pitchers of this of this Who, generation. Walker Bueller, Kershaw. They just signed, didn't they just sign uh, the guy from Japan? They have Yamamoto. What they about, have Glasnow. Yeah, Glasnow. Um, uh, it actually is. And Lance Lynn. So who's the it might not, no, no, they, is they, that fair? They released Lance Lynn. Is that they, fair? That's not fair. Let's be real. Is the salary cap in baseball making MLB unfair? There's no salary cap. That, that's what I'm uh, saying. Like, is the, the lack no of salary, salary cap. lack yeah, of salary lack. cap making the major leagues unfair? I mean, yeah, that's the way it's always been. Like, it's just like you just know the Dodgers and the Yankees are always going to be in contention. Like, it's just I guess that the MLB's kind of just accepted it. Um, but the thing is, it's not something you can just easily transfer into. Like, without making it completely unfair because the Dodgers would be just wouldn't if they if there was a developed hard cap then the Dodgers would be set back for years right well now. what if you like put something in and it's saying like you could say today 15 years from now the hard cap's going into effect and teams know that now so they can prepare right. I guess that could, yeah that would be the only way they would work. do it also we'll see this season like you know still have to play the games like the Dodgers right. like, might not they, like the Padres have one of the highest payrolls in sa- in baseball at least last year yeah. And they won, like, what, 78 games or something? Orioles yeah. had one of the lowest and won. Right, exactly. It's it's um, it's um different than other sports, like the NFL or the NBA, where there obviously needs to be a salary cap. In baseball, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Because if the Dodgers just go and have, like, a crazy season because they're spending so much more money than anybody else, then, yeah, I think you'd have a talk about it. But I don't really think that's what's going to happen. And, I mean, no, the Orioles showed it last year. It is kind of ridiculous that they can throw out that big of a deal to Otani, and just like it doesn't matter what other teams do because that amount of money is just absurd. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just so it's just ridiculous. Speaking of salary cap, though, with the Orioles, you know, Chris Davis. This is the first year since his contract that he will not be the highest paid Oriole um, on the roster. Corbin, is it Corbin Burns? Still paid though. Yeah, he's getting paid fourteen million dollars this year. When is that going to stop? Uh, I think it keeps 
going down, but it's still it's for a long time. Why, it's a bunch of that's, that's, that's how his contract, his contract was. was set up. Instead of getting all the money during yeah. his playing years, he he like set it out for like, like, like yeah, probably defer. ten years or so. He's just constantly getting paid every year for not doing anything, which is a fantastic way to negotiate your contract. That guy from the Mets did it for like twenty five. Bobby years. Bonilla. Yeah, like ridiculous amount of time. Great way to save your money, not blow it. Uh, to be fair, but I mean. My man's probably been making $15 million for the last six years. He hasn't been on the team. Yeah. Um, you got to respect it at some point. Yeah. I mean, great man or great agent. All right. It says here he gets paid $9.16 million between 2023 and 2025, $3.5 between 2026 and 2032, and then $1.4 million between 2033 and 2037. That's the Chris Davis crazy generation money generation money dying rich um the astros re-signed jose altuve to a five-year 125 million dollar contract um which for for other sports might seem like a lot but when you think about jose altuve getting paid 25 million dollars a deal or 25 million dollars a year doesn't really sound ridiculous and but i still don't know where the astros are getting that money because they just paid what's his name hater hater it's a ridiculous contract. Right. And they have one of the most stacked rosters in baseball. So, yeah. once again, where is his money spending. coming from? Yeah, I think it's a good deal for the Astros. Altuve is getting older, so I think by the end of that deal, he probably, probably won't be too great. And the Astros kind of dynasty or whatever they're running over here is going to probably be fading <laughs> by the five, by the end of this contract. Uh, but Altuve is one of the, still one of the best players in baseball. So, I mean, and for sub $30 million a year, I think it's a good contract, especially if they can win another World Series. So, interesting question. So, the Chargers hired Greg Roman. Well, yeah, they did. Is is uh, Jim going to be calling the plays? Did he call the plays in Michigan? He's a quarterback, former quarterback. Yeah. He's been with Jim where, basically wherever he went. I think he's was. He's worked under Harbaugh. Oh, the Harbaugh brother, in under under a Harbaugh brother in eleven different seasons between three different places. So like, it's like a familiarity thing. Like I would assume he's not calling their plays because he's a run heavy guy, and you have somebody like Justin Herbert as your quarterback. And you have a bad running back. Like bad. Yeah. Like, terrible. terrible. Where are you guys, running speaking back. of running backs, where do you guys want to see Saquon go? He says he wants to stay in New York, but like we all know, he should get traded. That it would, would be such be a Ravens move, and then he just gets hurt immediately. Will probably be what. Yeah, you know, but what happened. Saquon on the Ravens would be so fun. It would be. I'm fun. an all-time Saquon lover too. Yeah, I love Saquon. I don't know where he would go though. His like, talent level is just in a perfect roof. world. He'd be like a cowboy. In the perfect world, for I was. Him, I mean, for in him. the perfect world for him, I was thinking Texans would be super fun. It would be Texans fun. would be cool. Um, char- and I was also thinking Chargers. They don't have the money to pay him, but. Uh, we'll see. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't have the money. But I don't. Uh, I don't know where a good landing spot would be. I think somewhere with a good offensive line. Obviously, you can see like the the Christian McCaffrey effect. Yeah, going from Carolina. Yeah, but that's also might be the Shanahan effect because his run game is just always good. Yeah, that's right. true. But you're also seeing Christian McCaffrey not get hurt as much and be more available. That's because true. He's not taking as many hits. That's real. Um, uh I'm not sure. I'm trying to like run through the teams in my head right now. Maybe, I mean, not good for his career, but 
I thought Justin Fields and him would be fun, but that'd just be terrible decision for his career. Him on the Bears would be fun, or if they drafted like Caleb Williams. Yeah, that yeah. would that would be fun. But Saquon's at the end of his career. He wants to chase it. He wants to chase it. Right. Not the, not the end of his career, but he's getting older. I mean, he's a running back. Yeah, he's running not going to play too. You could say, since he's a running back, he's kind of at the end of his career. Because, like, once he hits 30, I mean, besides some extraordinary scenarios with, like, Emmett Smith and, like, other people who played very, or like, Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson who can play at a high level. I think, what, Adrian Peterson had a thousand yard year when he was, like, 34 or something. Yeah. It's like, it's still possible. It just doesn't happen. But that's, you're I mean, an Saquon anomaly. Saquon is a generational yeah, freak is, athlete, is. so. If you're, if you're talking about an anomaly, if you're talking about, what are the first two anomalies that come to your mind when you think of Saquon and Bo Jackson. Oh, I'm talking about current NFL players. Oh. I was thinking Saquon and Miles Garrett. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, we'll get to Miles Garrett in a second. Deserved. Um, but, yeah, I thought this was a weird hiring for Craig Grover. Yeah, it's odd. I didn't. If he's calling the plays, it's weird. If not, it's just familiarity. Yeah, because. The Chargers, you would assume, would not be running the ball too much. Right, especially with Joshua Kelly and Eckler. Eckler. Eckler so bad. Maybe it's he'll actually bounce, ridiculous. Maybe he'll bounce back. Like, as he will not as bounce Dave back. As hates on Najee, like... No, I hate on Eckler even more. It's I, bad. Eckler's terrible. You know how I said we could go splits on that water drift and you just drank the whole thing? Yeah, it's on me. I assumed you were drinking your drink that's right in front of you. Yeah, but that's sody. That's not water. Anyway. Um, uh, so, North Carolina dropped two in a row. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to say that's what you get. Clemson for, and for who? Georgia Tech? It wasn't two in a row. Yeah. Two, in a row, two, two recently. Two, two unranked games, too. Clemson. They yeah. beat Duke in between that, yeah. though. Still a big I mean, one. Which is Clemson, so weird. They lost to Georgia Tech. Well, yeah. Clemson's... At, Georgia Tech one is weird because Georgia Tech is not good. But... The Clemson one I can kind of excuse because Clemson has been ranked at times this year and seems like a pretty solid ACC team and a team that will make the tournament. Uh, But it's it is kind of surprising because UNC's been one of the most consistent, yeah, one of the most consistent teams all year, and it seemed like they were going to get back on track from that Georgia Tech loss after their huge win against Duke. But then, you know, I mean, this isn't great. My family are all big UNC fans, so I've grown up watching UNC, and I have to say, it's, this is classic UNC. You, you know, they always... Playing themselves out of a championship. Right. right. They do. I mean, and... They had a chance to be top, top five in football. Top five. I mean, and certain UNC basketball teams, like, are able to go on runs in the Final Four, but overall, I feel like in the past ten years, UNC basketball is known for choking... In like regular season games, because they they do they do go on runs in the tournament, but in the regular season they never come through, and they always end up being like a sixteen in the tournament and have to fight up. That is true. I think this is one of the better UNC teams that's been fielded in what maybe the past five years. I don't know. I think yeah, this is a good yeah. UNC team. Yeah, you'll stay out of my Cole Anthony. Cole, Cole Anthony was elite. Cole Anthony is not was a, Cole, Cole Anthony long, hater. Cole Anthony was elite long. at UNC played like two games at UNC. Let's look it up. College stats. You would, you would pick that Michigan point guard over him. What? what Jordan Mich- Poole? No, not, not Michigan. Michigan State. What was his name? Cassius oh, Winston. Cass- yeah, pick- Cassius, Cassius Winston was so good, though. Cassius Winston was a better college player than than Cole Anthony was. Cassius, All right. Cassius Winston, Cassius Winston took Cassius down Winston Duke and t- took down Zion Doesn't and Duke matter. in yeah, the Elite Eight. It. Yeah, Cole Anthony, wow, wholly efficient over here. 
I mean, he averaged eight and a half, eighteen and a half points, six rebounds, and four assists. That's but Buddy was shooting thirty eight percent from the field. Eighteen so, points in college. Thirty eight percent from the field. Well, he's a chucker. That's fine. What was How? the record? I don't know. You know who else was a chucker? Jake Lehman. How about that? Jake Kidding. Lehman was not. Jimmy <laughs> Fredette. Um, Jimmy Young is though. We're not talking about Maryland. You want to talk about Maryland hoops? Is Maryland making no. the tournament? I really haven't been paying attention. No, no, no. no? It's the worst Maryland basketball team in in a long time. It's just, so terrible. I mean, they dropped the game. Who they dropped? Oh, and they were terrible. This Cole Anthony team was garbage. They went fourteen and nineteen. What are we talking? They were thirteenth in the ACC. This was was this the last year of Roy Williams as head coach too? Like what? This was terrible. Cole I think Anthony I stinks. actually I'm actually pretty sure I went to a UNC game that year. In UNC, versus Virginia. I Roy Williams last year was like two years ago. I don't see. I think Roy was in like... His last year was 2020 to 2020. Oh, so this was second to last year. And they were actually good that... They were 18 and 11 that year. And I think they won, this, they won on like a run, the, though, that year. Because of Cole Anthony. Oh, maybe. No, Cole Anthony stinks. Hater. He stinks. Literally. You are I, a hater. I, I, just, I just wanted to gas you because I know you hate Cole Anthony. Speaking of... Speaking of just terrible basketball player, uh, Buddy Hill got traded to the 76ers, if anybody wanted to know. Yeah, have you seen yeah. the, Have you seen his burner twi- tweets? No. Oh, jeez. <laughs> nah, he just had a burner. It's, like, so obvious. He's, like, posting, like, any good food spots in Philly. And then, like, he responded on his real Twitter, like, yeah, y'all thought I was playing, like, when he actually got traded to Philly. <laughs> <laughs> he says, like, a, but, like, his burner account is basically just a Buddy Heald fan page. And, like, every <laughs> single time, like, he gets, like, a bad call. Like, something happens to him, they tweet about it. <laughs> it's so oh, cool. thank God he's off the roster. I'm so happy. He was he's even, the worst defender. He wasn't even that bad. Bro, I know his shooting wasn't terrible, but, like, if you, uh, there's no, if you look at the advanced numbers, there's no way he's in the green right now for his efficiency because... His defense is so bad. Whoa, hold up. Ben Simmons is still in the league? Yeah, he's actually he's playing well. Really? When he plays, he plays well. I mean, yeah, when he plays. Which is, is he always hurt? Yeah. Him and Jared Allen got in the scuffle after this play. Or last night, I think. I think Buddy Heald, I mean, especially for the Sixers, like, there's low risk to it. I think especially he can be good. a guy like Embiid to just get a wing like that. To just yeah. spread out the court a little bit. Um, and give you another shooter. I think there's a world where Buddy Heald is contributing to a good no, for sure. 76ers playoff team. I'm not saying that and he can't contribute, but put him, on the, put him on the court on, on the wing on defense. Like, he's just getting blown by. Dude, like, speaking of Embiid, though, you know he's averaging more points per minute than Wilt did when he averaged 50? That's actually kind of wild. Play him more minutes. Well, no, he'll get Yeah, hurt. see, Wilt played 48 minutes and Embiid's averaging like 34 so play minutes. Embiid, play Embiid 48 minutes. But... He's averaging 36 in 34 so minutes a game. It's your job to play every game, so play every game. If you can play, play, right? Like am, You, am you say that, like, here's the thing. Yeah, if you can play, play, but, like, playing all those games, it takes a toll on your body. And if you want to... Uh, it's your job. You're a lacrosse player. If you're healthy for a game and you're not hurt by injury, I'm are you playing every game? Obviously, but I don't play an 80... You're getting paid! I don't play an, Exactly. I'm not getting paid. I do it because I love it. He's getting paid and he plays an 82-game season that has... He's fighting for something that means way more at the end of it. It's not worth t- ripping your body apart guaranteed. in the regular season. It's not even about the money. It's not about ripping your par- body apart in the regular but season. some pride. How about that? I'll, I mean, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I obviously want to see him play every game, but I understand the logic behind not playing every game. I was a little, like... Two-year-old fan that came to watch his favorite player, and he's sitting out because of load management. 
I get it. If you had back-to-back games or pick something. a better game. Huh? Maybe pick a better game. I do think load management is, like, kind of soft. Like, you're in the league for a reason. If, you're play, if you can play, you should play. I, think load I understand it with a play, player like... All right, you can no, you're good. I just... Load management is fine if you're missing one game after, like, maybe 15. Like, you don't have to play 82 games. But if you're able to, you, you should be playing 75. Yeah. Like, you know? I, I'd agree with that. And But the thing with Embiid is he has an injury history. So if you know he has a history of getting injured and he's the best player in the NBA, you're obviously going to do everything you can to make sure he's healthy come playoff time. Right. Or why don't they just do it like the NFL? Like, if you... If your playoff spot's guaranteed, if your seating's guaranteed, which... But your seating's not guaranteed yeah, until so you've already played 65, 70 true. games. I mean, not even, like... Not even. Yeah, like, it's, like, more, like, towards the end of the year, but, like... Right. I, I wouldn't have a problem if it's, like, okay, we've clinched number one seed, we have five games left, we're not playing Embiid for the last five games. Mm. Unfortunately, that, the Sixers will never clinch the number one seed. Hating. I mean, I'm just <laughs> seeing facts, unfortunately. I mean, yeah, Celtics, the Bucks. I mean, both are better. Sorry, Trevor. Uh, but they're both better. Um, so we'll see. Nick Saban is joining the uh, college game day uh, panel. So Yeah, that's I saw exciting. that. That's exciting. It's predictable, though. I mean, I could have told you it was going to happen. After Lee, you know, eventually is, you know, gone, are we going to get are we gonna get a Saban headgear? I don't think I think that would just be too weird. It goes against everything. Like his persona is just not that. I just couldn't see him he's doing just the that. Oldest one, you know. I know. I, just, I know. I get what you're saying, but like, it, would, I just can't so see him doing who that. Pa- who would it get passed down to? Pat. They, I think they would retire it, or maybe probably keep it going for him or retire it. Yeah, they would probably retire it. But if they had to keep it going, who on the panel? I think would Pat would eat it up. Yeah. By the way, I think adding Pat McAfee to college game day is the best thing that happened in college game day. <laughs> yeah, I love him. My favorite was the when he was getting he was getting all the Georgia fans riled up, yeah. and then went with Alabama. Or or that's a stealth bomber. Stealth bomber. I love that. Anyway, um, the Brewers signed Gary Sanchez, so I guess if you know they don't want any sort of efficiency in their offense, they're gonna. Gary Sanchez and then have a terrible catcher behind the plate, then we're also going to have Gary Sanchez. So if I'm a if I'm I, if I'm any MLB team, I'm not going anywhere near Gary Sanchez. But that's just me. I mean, he wasn't that bad. Come on, on the Padres. Come on. In, in theory, there's oh, something he there. Did, he did when he did have 19 home runs in 72 games. Yeah, there's. But, in theory, there's something redeemable about Gary Sanchez, and that's really just that he's a catcher that's going to kind of just hit nukes. But he can't catch also. He should be a DH. Yeah, he needs to DH. Which, granted, the Brewers can do that since they have um, William Contreras behind the plate, who's a great, great catcher. So, I've seen Gary Sanchez frame multiple strikes out into balls. Game is game. His framing is so terrible. That he makes strikes balls. How can you be that bad? <laughs> like it, get, it can't get any worse than Gary Sanchez behind the plate. Yeah, agreed. I, he's probably one of the worst. He might just be the worst defending catcher in the MLB. But it'll give you a like, long time. Does he rake yeah. though? Yeah, he rakes. I just nineteen home runs in seventy-two he does games. Rake. That's crazy. That would be what, what was he on pace for then? I guess it, he was on pace for at least a 40. Yeah. Yeah. He was on pace Probably for around 40. 40. But yeah. I mean, obviously, that would have slowed him down. But well, 
throwing hate on him. He was hitting two nineteen. Let's, let's be fair. Yeah, and all those hits were home runs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, um, we talked about the Buddy Heel trade. We did talk about uh, what they got in exchange. So they got in exchange. Yeah, we don't need to. Marcus Morris and Furkan Korkmaz and three second round picks. And then we flipped. That's a week. Is that a lot for Buddy Heald? It is a lot. That's it's a lot. Nothing. It's nothing. I mean, hold up, hold up. You said second round picks. It's second round picks in the NBA really round are picks meaningless. Are nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But they're good. They're good. Like they're good little cherries on top for to get deals done. It's nothing for. In my personal I think, opinion, I remember seeing a stat. It is nothing for Buddy Heald. You don't like court models. There's like three all stars all time not picked in the first round in the NBA or something like something you. crazy like yeah. Or players that are like drafted and not like undrafted players don't count, but like players that are drafted uh, in the second round to make the All Star game. Would that be Isaiah Thomas would be on there, right? There's yeah. one like this year, I think. That's why I saw the stat. Yeah. That's, well, he's been an All Star. Oh, the new one this year. Yeah. Brunson. Yeah, that's what uh, it is. Brunson. Jalen Brunson. But like, I was wasn't Bogey undrafted, so that wouldn't count. Who? Demarcus Cousins wasn't he undrafted? Yeah. What? Maybe I don't no, know. He wasn't. I he was think like he was a like big a, time recruit yeah, at Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Who I, You're right. You're right. He was not undrafted. <laughs> He's good in college. He was. Boogie had to be a lottery guy. He was the fifth overall okay. pick. Who I was thinking. So I was trying. Demarcus Cousins was elite. Yeah, it was disgust. It's getting ridiculous. Remember when uh, people thought uh, Brittany Griner could beat him? Yeah. That was a crazy. <laughs> that was a crazy. I'm gonna put all the money. Isn't that, what the, isn't that what the, <laughs> the, the coach, coach said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then, That's the Mar- crazy. so then Marcus Morris was then flipped to the Spurs for Doug McDermott. Um, wow. Doug McDermott gets a reunion here, and one of the, the and they get that second round pick. It's a little cherry on top, like I said. Anyway, right. um, yeah. that's that's not all we have. Wow. We have a, we have a very boring trade deadline, tree. but we. Yeah, we NBA, have gotten spoiled. This is one of the all time boring NBA trades. But it's deadlines. because last year we had what. Uh, Kevin Durant. We also had some big moves pre-deadline. Like, the Raptors. Just the Raptors, you know, with OG and Pascal trades. But that's like... I I was really happy with the Pascal Where's Pascal traded to? Pacers. Pacers. He's been balling, too. And efficient. 21 points a game on, like, 56% shooting. Yeah. It's efficient. But his 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 fadeaway... Mid range shot is just. It's like, also without Kawhi. So, so we can talk about Kawhi elevating his play to like Toronto level. Some say. Yeah, he is cooking on, on twenty five games played. I'm kidding. He's. I think he's actually. He's playing a lot. He's, he's been playing more but than Paul George. I just George, don't respect I Kawhi Leonard because of how many games he misses, for seemingly no reason. Well, oh, I know this why. year he's playing more. I mean, he just malfunctions because he's literally a robot. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's played forty six games this year. How many games are in? I'm about to check that. Yeah. And then also, I'll check how many games Embiid has played. Um, while I do that, uh, the Raptors traded for Kelly Olynyk, um, for uh, Kira Lewis Jr., Otto Porter, and a 2024 first-round pick. He's missed four games. The Clippers have played 50. Embiid's played 34 games. So he's missed like. Well, he's already out of the MVP. I mean, he's out for like what six weeks or something like right that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's out of the MVP race. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm giving it to Jokic again, anyway. I mean, so, voter fatigue. There's an argument Jokic could have won last year. Yeah, I think Jokic could be a four-time MVP, given his. I actually dominance. think 
Yeah, I think Jokic was probably more deserving last year. Last year. This I, year would have been MB's Embiid, year. Yeah, I think this year Embiid is Unfortunately. Really Which but. is crazy because Jokic's numbers are still ridiculous this year. Like still. Is he averaging a triple-double? No. I don't know what they do if they don't want to give it to Jokic. Because there's. They know. have to. Look out. Shea? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Shea get, would I probably, is probably Shea. third right now, right? Shea. Yeah. Why? I mean, it would just be voters. I mean, wh- wait, why can't you give it to Shea though? The Oke- he's just not better than Jokic. You're right, but I mean, he has a case. OKC's best team in the West, also the youngest team in the West. He's averaging like 36, isn't he? It's like something okay, ridiculous. Think, yeah, let's see. I mean, CMC. I mean, he's putting up 31, five and six on 55 percent from the field and 36 percent from three. So I mean, that's crazy high volume. Um, on one of the you know the Thunder are no longer bad. They're one of the best teams in the West. They are. But uh, you just have to give it to. You. Jokic? Yeah. I don't think there's a Jokic really could be, at the end of his career, could go down as the best center to ever play basketball. Uh, he needs two more rings, and I'll put him that. Yeah. He's already got one. He's, how old is he? Like 28 right now? I don't know. If I think my best center of all time is Shaq. I mean, right K- now, Kareem's Shaq. great, but I just love Shaq. So. Actually, no. Jokic it's is 28. Kareem, but Shaq is. But he turns 29 in 10 days. What is he? Jokic is 28, but he'll turn 29 in good, 10 days. Such a good age guesser. Um, it's a predictable age. Um, yeah, but that's that's actually older than a... He might not be the greatest center of all time because I think he's too old right now. What do you mean? I, I mean... I think he got started too late. He's, I mean, he's probably going to retire at 33, 34, right? I mean, NBA depending. players. I mean, unless he's like they LeBron. Go, they go longer in the NBA a little bit. Less contact. Yeah. They go a little bit longer. Yeah, so but, you, like I mean, years. I don't want to, like, rip on Jokic, but he already looks like he's out of shape constantly. So true. his body's going yeah, through wear and it could, tear. It could break down very, very easily. And also, you don't know what's what's ahead. Like, he could, if you tear your Achilles, like, yeah. you're never the same basketball player ever again. So, you never know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, um, and centers do have durability issues to begin with. So, right. Um, I don't know. If we look at this, uh, Jokic started his career at 20. So did Shaq. Shaq played till he was 38. But but Jokic came in as a... Like, how many games did Jokic start in his first three years? He played almost every game. He, 80, 73, 75. He started all those games. He didn't start all of them. But he played... I mean, he still put up respectable 10, 10 7, and 2.5. And I mean, he was... But a, also, like, Shaq put up superstar. 20... Like, he was a superstar by year three. Yeah. But, Jokic. I mean, also, Shaq's numbers are just, like, ridiculous. So. Well, yeah. Wait, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. I I just thought, I figured he just wasn't a bigger, I was figuring he wasn't that big of a piece because he was a second-round pick, and they're not going to center, center their roster around him as a rookie, and I'm assuming going into the future, but they seem to get involved pretty early in his career. Um, so I, I, rescind my, I rescind my comment. He could still be the goat. still be the goat. Um, For dinner, do you want curly fries? Irregular fries. I mean, I'm always down for a little curly fry action. I, I mean, my, my mom's texting fries? me. My mom's texting me right now. I'm going curly. Oh, I was asking you. Okay. Anyway, so okay, we gotta get there. through. Sorry, we gotta get through this. So the Thunder acquired Gordon Hayward. Yes. Uh, so that's yeah, exciting. I Duffy reacted to this trade oh, in geez. in business lecture and thought it was like the biggest deal in the world because but, I don't. And think then he's you realize watched, Gordon Hayward hasn't yeah, been good for four years. <laughs> I, I just don't think he's <laughs> watched basketball for a long time because 
but that is a good. I can't. If, if, I don't. If you're a contending team. That's a good move to make. I don't have veterans. And I don't think I have. There's game. one memorable moment that like I can think of of Gordon Hayward on the Hornets. His injury. Oh, the Hornets. No, yeah. I don't know. I thought, yeah, I thought you were His injury was crazy. Yeah. He was really good in Utah, wasn't he? He was crazy in Utah, yeah. and then he was going to be nice in Boston. But... And then he got injured, and then he went to the Hornets, well, and, and it was bad, well, right? He's well, just, well, he was wasn't Boston. bad. He, just went, he was with Boston. Whatever. When he came back with Boston, he just wasn't the centerpiece. Like, in Utah, he was a star player. That's true. But he gets to Celtics, and then it's like, okay, well, now that's Kyrie. All right, well, now you can just sit there and shoot. Right, and it's like, he just. I'm assuming he hated being in Boston, but most people did with Kyrie, so... Um, that that team was just a mess. Um, the Knicks acquired Bojan uh, Bogdanovic. So that's, I mean, this guy's probably been everywhere now. Um, and he's 34, 35 years old. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's just a score. Yeah. He's going to get you buckets. And the Knicks, obviously, have been playing better since that OG on an OB trade. Yeah. And, um, and Brunson. Yeah, that was a fantastic deal by the Knicks to get, to really put your trust in Brunson. I mean, you have two scores and quickly and Barrett. And like just getting them off the roster, getting more volume to your two guys in Randall and Brunson seemed to work out very well. And now they acquire another wing guy. Where is RJ Barrett now? He's a Toronto. Toronto. You're right. Um, and uh, and the Raptors, you can see. I just think I just don't think those two players, RJ and Quickly, are good for are good for winning games. Like in my, I just don't think their play style wins games. I think. I think more so RJ. Yeah. I don't have a problem with quickly, especially quickly Quick comes off. The, yeah, MIA guy, isn't he? Yes, he is, John Carroll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he comes off the bench, and I think there's a certain there's when you have a guy that can just get you buckets off the bench like quickly. I understand it. RJ Barrett is honestly he's been disappointing. He just kind of I think he's a shot chucker, and I don't really think it's going to work out. In, chucker. I don't think he's he's going to work out in Toronto. Uh, I don't like the fit with him and Scotty Barnes. I think it's weird. And so well, speak, speaking of Chuckers in the Barnes. NBA, my least favorite player in the NBA, who I loved in college actually. Michael Jordan Poole. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah, he's I bad. loved him he's at so Michigan. Terrible. I loved him at Michigan because he hit that one game winner in March. I, he's like me in basketball. He's gonna make he's gonna make, miss like all his shots. But yeah. then the shots that I make are gonna be like some unforeseen thing. Nate does make the most ridiculous shots, and then he'll smoke wide yeah, open. Yeah, I'll like smoke it. I'll smoke a wide open layup off the backboard, like ridiculous. And it's not even like one that's going to hit the rim and do a double no. bounce. Mm-hmm. It's going to go straight back. Well, I mean, coming from a person that literally only ever touches a basketball when I'm with other people that ask to play basketball, like I can't make anything. Like I can't make a jumper. I, I can't make a layup. So yeah, but you're good at defense. That's fair. I can get a rebound. Yeah, I, can, I, can, I do <laughs> sag boards. Um, but yeah. Uh, the Nets acquired uh, Dennis Schroeder. Um, this is just just an irrelevant player and a relevant team. It's just uh, whatever. Hey, I mean Dennis Schroeder's Dennis Schroeder used to be so fun back in the day on yeah, Atlanta. Dennis Schroeder's he was a fun been getting down ever since he rejected, he rejected that like that humongous bag, yeah. contract and then got like a not the league minimum, but he got a one year deal and it was disgusting. Why did he reject it? Because he, he thought he was going to get paid more. more. Who do you, who was it offered from? The Atlanta? Lakers. The Lakers. Lakers offered him like what, like one hundred and thirty million dollars. It wasn't. I don't know if it was that much, but it was like twenty million a year, and bro just was like, no, nope. no, I want more. And then he got ended up getting paid five million yeah. that year. And I. Like hasn't been the same Schroeder since. Yeah. Mavericks acquired PJ Washington, which is another step to them. Yeah. What a big three that is. 
What, P.J. Washington? And Luka and Kyrie. Are you serious? <laughs> I hate any team that has Kyrie on it, so. I, but I love Kyrie's Luka. Kyrie's still a beast, though. Yeah, he is still really good. I know, but it's just like. He can't, he can't be a good teammate. He can't. He can't uh, be. I mean. Yeah, I think fair. he's mature. Honestly, from what I've seen in the Kyrie in the past two years, I think he's matured. He's not the same Kyrie that wanted to be the star and left LeBron, which, by the way, he's admitted that he should have never left LeBron. It's like the left bell leaving the Steelers. Imagine they just, like, he came to L.A. with LeBron. That was always in talks when he was getting it, traded for the— This man always—it was always in talks. It, ever since with, with Brooklyn—I think he was still with Brooklyn when LeBron went to the Lakers. If I'm not—that was before he was a net that yeah. LeBron went to the Lakers— so yeah, ever since Boston, I think he's been yeah. rumored to the Lakers. Yeah, um, but um, uh, I mean LeBron. How many seasons did LeBron play on the Cavs after Kyrie left? Uh, Kyrie left in after I, that three. Did no. he leave after the three one? Because they lost. I think they lost the year after. And I they, the year the three one was sixteen seventeen, right? Yeah, I think he left seventeen. Oh, he left. I know he left, he left seventeen because eighteen was eight, Bronto. LeBronto. Well, yeah, but I, I just knew, I knew that because I made the connection to the NBA cover because the NBA cover was in Cleveland at first. Yeah, and then after he got traded in the summer, they had to change the cover to him in the Celtics. Yeah, in that series in 2018, cut, LeBron, 2018, LeBron, LeBron in uh, Toronto, he averaged, he scored like more total points, total assists, total rebounds, and better field goal percentage than uh, Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan combined. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Like, if, I, that graphic is like recently new, is it not? Yeah, I saw that. It's one of the craziest stats. Yeah, that is ridiculous. That's like that's like Brendan Johnson against John Carroll. Um, I think it was at John Carroll when. So it was sophomore tie-in. Uh, when was it? That was this week, I think. Um, and it might have been last week. Last week, this week. No. What? Who really cares? Yeah. It was this week. I had no clue. Um. Anyway. So. Mr. Flannery had to be there since he's a sophomore class moderator, mm-hmm. but he's still a coach. So they had a game, so they, he was watching like the whole game. And I think, I think at half, I think mid second quarter, Brendan scored I think twenty one points in mid second quarter, and John Carroll like sixteen. I mean, he's the best player in the MIA this year. It's not is ridiculous, he really? but it's still like I think he is. I mean, unless Spalding has like some free kid that's like a four star that. I don't think so. Brandon Johnson. Sporting, is the best Sporting and MSJ both always have guys that can can do. I was yeah. Sporting and MSJ are usually good for good for a D one guy. Yeah. Let's check. Cam Whitmore, Sporting guy. Yeah, Cam but just because so you're the good. best, just because you're the you're the best recruit doesn't mean you're the best player. Let's okay. be honest. I mean, it doesn't. But like, if yeah, Brandon Johnson was six five with those numbers, he'd be recruited by every single. I mean, he's six four. It's not, he's not that he's far not, off. He's, he said he's 6'3". I'm 6'2", and he's not one inch taller than me. I might be 6'1". <laughs> but I, I he say I'm 6'2". He said he's 6'3", so... I, just say, I don't know. He, he So, but I think... Like, it's not fair to say that just because you're the best recruiter doesn't mean you're the best player in the class because there's just intangibles that you can have. That's like Noah Brannick. That's mean, true. Like... He could be the best quarterback of the MIA, but he might not get the best offers. That's true. Um, uh, but yeah, what we okay? We're on the Suns acquire Royce O'Neal. Oh, 
casual. Um, I guess. Uh, and then the Bucks acquire Pat Bev, which is weird because that whole thing with Daryl um, Worley and like lying to him, and then like, Daryl Worley. <laughs> Daryl Worley. I said Daryl Worley. Oh. You said Worley. I said Morley. Review the footage. Because I was about to say Worley, and I caught myself, and I said Morley. It sounded like you said Daryl Worley. It did sound I, like Worley. I will, I will put so much money, I said Morley. Sure, whatever. Um, yeah, so it's weird getting traded when you're like in the spotlight like that, how Pat Bev is with his podcast. Um, Didn't he announce it? Yeah, he announced it on his podcast Instagram. Which is kind of sick. I like, love like it's people Pat Bev. I used to honestly, I used to hate Pat Bev when he was on the Rockets. He did use, to, yeah, it kind of pissed me off. But now, but he's now like, I like he's him. that guy. Yeah, licking my chops. Um, Dude, can we talk about speaking? Of, I mean, we're on a podcast. We're gonna talk about a podcast. Shannon Sharp and Ocho's podcast is and with, D- with Dion is uh, no. There's like every episode. It's just hysterical. It's yeah. so funny. They're like best friends. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's they're just always having a good time. Oh, I just thought the funniest quote from that. Um, which probably can't be repeated on the podcast, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Next time, guys. The Pistons released Killian Hayes, which has got to be the biggest like sting. You get released by the worst organization in basketball. Uh, you were we, he was what like the fifth, seventh, 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 seventh pick. I know he was the seventh. Uh, Where's number seven? Because he thinks he's him. Um, but yeah, he's just honestly one of the worst point guards um, in all of basketball. Dave, do you agree? Yeah, uh, I used to. Oh boy, I used to uh, understand like the the Killian Hayes stuff. Like there was a time where maybe early on in his career, like it makes sense. Like he's a big guard that can pass well, but he can't. He's just bad at scoring the basketball, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah so he's terrible now. He's coming off a career high. Year though, with ten points and six assists. Why is he getting released? Because then? that was without Cade. This, like last year, yeah. he scored ten and six. This year, he's shooting a whopping thirty-seven percent from the field. Yeah, it's bad. Is Zach Levine still in Chicago? Yeah, but he's getting worse. Done for the year. Yeah. I just know he's getting worse because he's an eighty-three. Isn't, isn't Lonzo coming back though? Not, I don't not know. this year. We didn't like do. Lonzo could retire tomorrow. He could, which is really unfortunate for him because I think he. He was growing into the player that he, the mold that he yeah. was meant for. I don't think he was like a Hall of Famer, but he could have been a he solid be a player huge, in the he league. He could be like a Rondo. Yeah, he could have been a solid player in the league for. Do you think he had Rondo potential, years? Dave? Yeah, I mean, Rondo, but better at defense, and he actually. Which is Rondo's de- he de- pretty good at defense. He developed a three point shot, yeah, but Rondo's also bigger. Yeah, yeah, bigger. Yeah, and I would say more athletic too. Yeah. But like the passings there, yeah. the, the IQs there. I mean, he's, I mean, he developed a three point shot. He's, he's, he wasn't a terrible yeah, spot no, up shooter actually, anymore. He was actually one of the best, yeah, uh, shooters from deep, which is like something that's great. Talk about work about. ethic, yeah, yeah. Like Lonzo's a fantastic. I thought he was going to be a fantastic point guard, um, and just played played the game the way he was meant to play the game. To me, it seems like Lamelo just doesn't really care about winning. He just like wants to go he's play. Hurt. He just wants to play basketball. He play. Yeah. I think he cares about winning because I have seen him get upset at times um, when they are down. But, but like, you watch a Hornets game, it's like, all right, this guy's just, like, he's hooping. Like, he's just out there. and He is just out there having fun. Yeah. But also it's because we know who LaMelo is. So it That's makes true. It, like, we've seen him at, at, at the, like, the Snapchat show or whatever. Yeah. And, like, what was it, yeah, All in the a, Family? Can you follow me back yeah. on Instagram? Huh? I'll run it. I'll, I'll run, run it. it. I'll run it. That's an all-time nonchalant moment. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys hire Mike Zimmer as a defensive coordinator, which 
isn't ridiculous. He's a proven head coach. He was a head coach for a long time for the Vikings. Right. Um, and he joins. So another veteran, another veteran uh, coordinator out in Dallas. Um, um, so now we can move on to NFL honors. Then we'll get into the Hall of Fame. And then we'll finish out this episode. Um, you talking about the Super Bowl or? We can preview the Super Bowl too. I forgot about that. Forgot about the biggest game of the year. Isn't that funny? Um, TJ Shroud named Offense Rookie of the Year. I'm not any, talking about the Super Bowl. It's rigged. Any, any right. shocker there? No. Uh, I, you know, it's tough. Puka Nakua is obviously. Uh, yeah. Puka would have been a great candidate in any other year. But, but this uh, is just like a yeah. superstar quarterback. Yeah, honestly, no, Puka still – there's still a there's big argument, argument for Puka. I mean, rookie I if rookie if receiving – If we're playing Madden, he would win NFC Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that's a depth trade upgrade. Uh, that is a depth trade unfortunately, upgrade. Unfortunately, that's not a real thing. And, of course, and Madden had to get it wrong again. But are we really shocked? No. I don't – I like it. You know? I so think it's, means I it's more that, fun yeah, for yeah. franchise because you get more like upgrades. It because yeah. you want to see your guys do well. Yeah. And you want to um, see. But, but yeah, the I thing mean, about, but like, did C.J. Stroud break any rookie records? Besides, I mean, you want to hear his numbers? I No. I'm 50, just, he missed a few games. He missed three games. He, he was on pace for some records. Like two games. Probably. Two games. Uh, he threw for 4,100 yards, 23 touchdowns, and five picks. Five picks is crazy. Yeah. What was his pass rating? That's like 120-something uh, probably. Dave, you want to look at his – oh, and he completed 63% of his passes. Yeah. Um, so he probably had a pass rating of like 115. 15 to 120, yeah. Something like that. Dave, you're, you're a quant. Look it up. 100.8. 100.8. Wow. I was – I guess Madden's really skewing good, I guess. my yeah. – <laughs> I guess we're just really good at Madden. Yeah, because my pass rating in Madden is like 160. <laughs> yeah. Isn't, isn't the is max like 153? 153 yeah. 1, 50, 7? It's 158.3. 158.3. Classic. Justin Fields is like a 140-something. Nate, Nate did have a 7.0. Point one QBR against me one time in a game. So <laughs> ridiculous. It was actually ridiculous. Well, that's when I had. Doesn't matter. Uh, Miles Garrett won Defensive Player of the Year, um, which is kind of ridiculous. You can you can go off on the deserved. Not, yeah, I think deserved. I mean, but you I know can you're go just off. trying to gas me, so I'm not going to respond. But I will go over the stats real quick. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. But Miles Garrett's just a game record. You got to watch the games. Stop doing this. Stop. 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 Yeah. TJ Watt won MVP. His stats weren't even close to the best. You just got to watch the game. You know he's a game changer. Yeah. Um, TJ Watt is clearly like he only gets coverage sacks. Like he's not good. Yeah. He stinks. Let, let's look at the. Uh, hold on. Let's look at the uh, the total numbers here. Um, Nineteen sacks compared to fourteen. Um, game record. Fifty pressures compared to thirty-six. Game record. Uh, 36 QB hits compared to 30. 12 QB hurries compared to 6. By the way, the last three stats I mentioned are all game-wrecking stats. Um, TFLs, 19 to 17, TJ. 68 tackles to 42 tackles. I don't care about tackles. Tackles doesn't matter. 40, 48 solo tackles, 33. I don't really care. I really care more about TFLs, which TJ Watt got again. Um, uh, more interceptions, which doesn't really matter since, you know, Miles Garrett's hand-on-the-ground guy. Um, but Watt also doesn't play back in coverage, and his pick wasn't in coverage. I don't think it might have been. Was it? Uh, was it just one to zero? Is that it was one to zero, so it doesn't really matter. But um, seven forced fumbles compared to five. So once again, not a wide margin, but more game wrecking stats for you. Um, eight passes defending to three, another game wrecking stat, um, and one touchdown compared to zero. 
Um, but still, more tackles. Dang it. Um, tackles on run plays, though, not from 39 to 25. So it is getting after it. So I will count that, actually. Who? TJ. Huh. Um, What's tackle, the Tackles for loss on run plays. Miles Garrett has it, 8 to 6. Because um, he's a game wrecker. Yeah, Miles Garrett's clearly better. Game wrecker. Uh, more, three more takeaways, same amount of strip sacks. This is. It's. Uh, I can get it. Voter fatigue after only one defense player of the year, but. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah, and but he. There's an argument that he could. Every single. There's an argument that the last, like, three full seasons he's played, he should be the defensive player yeah. of the year. You could also argue Miles Garrett. Could but just can be the you? Yeah. But really, can you? If we're, if we're putting everything down. If if he if Miles Garrett was a Seahawk and and TJ Watt was a Panther, okay, let's just imagine that for a second. Seahawks would be better than the Panthers. Clearly, facts. Um, but are you are we serious right now, Dave? Like, be 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 for real right now. What do we mean? And tell me that just because Pro Football Focus has Miles Garrett getting off the line like a little bit sooner, that makes him Defensive Player of the Year. Because he's a freak. But like he's what, freaky. But like, can we can we be for real? It's tough. And the Browns were better than Steelers, though. Does that, that even factor in, though, for Depoy? Not Does it? It should if your team's terrible. Like, yeah. If your team's terrible, yeah. you shouldn't probably. But, like, win. who won it? Like, Aaron Donald. I get, they were really good when Aaron Donald won it over TJ. And then TJ won it the next year, then he got hurt. So then, who was it last year since TJ got hurt? Was it Miles Garrett? Not Miles Garrett. Was it Michael Parsons? No, Michael Parsons didn't, hasn't won one. No. Who was it, then? I Don't tell, if when you look it up, I think Griffin and I are going to try to guess okay. this. We, is, we, is it a is it a pass rusher? Hold on. Okay. Yes. It's a pass rusher. I don't think it's Michael Parsons. I know. Uh, is it Nick Bosa? Yep. Ah, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, I can I can run with that. Yeah. But also, that was another weak defensive player of the year. Like it was just a weak year. But I think there's no excuse to give Miles Garrett this over. TJ Watt, but I guess if you're a really into advanced stats, then you could you could give Miles Garrett this. But whatever. I mean, it's not like the argument for TJ Watt not getting it was always that the the pieces around TJ were so much better that he's getting less attention. But now you bring in a guy like Zedarius Smith and a dominant uh, Browns defense, a better overall Browns defense. Yeah, with more weapons defensively and better 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 people rushing the passer. Equal or better than the Steelers this year. I mean, I mean, are you taking Miles Garrett, Zedaria Smith, or Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt? Ooh, that's tough. It is tough. So, but I meant, I would say, I'm easily taking the I'm taking Miles Garrett because he's a deep the, boy. I'm the Browns defensive line. I mean, if you just take Miles Garrett and TJ Watt out of their respective defenses, I'm easily taking the Browns right. defense. I, I mean, it's tough if you compare just edges, but D line, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I like the Steelers' defensive lineman, but like Cam Hayward was. I'm talking strictly last year. Cam Hayward was hurt a lot of the year, and then you have you have good depth, and you have people good like rising rookies like Keanu Benton. But it's just it's Miles not, Jack still in your front seven. That's a good play. That was injury related. Don't don't bring that up. Keanu Benton's a bona fide no, scrub. But I mean, Alex Highsmith is still great. Griffin's never heard of Keanu Benton. Yes, I have. Oh, for my franchise. Yeah. No. Um, who's still on the team, by the way? Um, just a solid guy. Uh, but I don't take anything away from the Steelers' defensive line, but I'm just saying from last year. What was he picked point, overall last year? Kind of Ben. Like 16? Sec- no, he was second round pick. Oh, uh, really? Steelers had, Steelers had Nobody. Roger Jones, 
That was the first Boo. pick. And then the the first pick of the second round, which was the 32nd was overall Joey pick, Boy was Jr. Joey Porter, yeah. and then Keanu Benton. Um, which is a pretty, pretty stacked first three picks. Uh, due for an injury. All three of them. Yeah, all three of them do. <laughs> do. Gonna get injured. Gonna, bet he gets injured. Uh, Will Anderson Jr. won NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Griffin th- saw. I know Griffin had some thoughts about this. He, I wanted Jalen Carter to win it. Yeah, it should have been Jalen Carter. That's just because I was a Georgia fan. Because I picked them to win back-to-back national championships in back-to-back preseasons, but I don't want to toot my own oh, horn. That's crazy. <laughs> picking them to win national championship when they're ranked preseason one is. That was a bold pick. I also I also predicted 2019 LSU. He did. I'll give him that at least. But anyways, and he did out throw Bo Nix in a game. In, in <laughs> a game over youth football. I mean, it happened. <laughs> What? Get more yards than Bo Nix. In a game of rec football. Oh. Anyway. I, what? I, get, okay. I, I can understand wanting to give this to Jalen Carter. You got, But I, you also have to understand Will Anderson was on a heater like towards the back half of the year, so it could be just be recency bias for voters. I also think it's just easier for um, players coming off – okay, I can't even say it. Players coming off the edge to get um, – to have better stats than like a D line interior D lineman, yeah, like Jalen Carter, but I think he should have won it. Wise, in fact, why Jalen Carter like was ridiculously good, probably historically good, probably. But also that argument we can go both ways, right? Like oh, geez. the argument of <laughs> the oh, argument God. of the Eagles D line is just ridiculously like just depth wise, um, talent wise compared to the Texans. Yeah, um, only with, if Nolan Smith would get good. Yeah, it's funny because Nolan Smith is the most dominant pass rusher in, in our franchise. In our franchise, and, I've had he's him. He's like twenty eight now, and he's he gets he's like, like twenty six. He gets twenty six sacks a year, basically. It's ridiculous. Like around that, I think he breaks right. a sack record every year. Yeah, it's ridiculous um, because he, he's also a CPU merchant. He's he's basically invisible. Yeah, because he's in, so fast. He just runs. He, he's ninety nine. Like he's oh, ninety nine speed. He's invisible <laughs> against us because he's just not a factor against us. I remember one game versus Ben. He had like seven sacks. I just never. I just. I never, mean, Ben's not that good of a man player. Near the head of Max Crosby, <laughs> oh. our franchise last year. That was our franchise that with us three. Max Crosby, and Max Miles Crosby. Garrett, or Michael Parsons. Michael that? Parsons and Miles Garrett was crazy. Well, that was you. Yeah. <laughs> Headache. That, that was, was actually so. Amazing. But we sinned in that franchise, didn't we? Yeah. So yeah. Desmond Ritter, I mean, Dude, took me home. Don't even get me started about right. Desmond Ritter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Kevin Stefanski won Coach of the Year, which was really weird to me because I think that's like the third choice to go here. I, I don't. Want... I disagree. I think he. What? I think there's an argument Dan for Campbell. Dan Campbell and D'Amico Ryan both have arguments, but you have to think the Browns dealt with so many injuries all year, and they were still. Yeah, I he's like... already won it once. <laughs> it doesn't for winning like yeah. nine games too. It's like ridiculous. Like, come on. I would say I don't even. I have Stefanski and D'Amico Ryan's over. Dan Campbell pretty easily actually I think it's fine I think it's fine giving it to Stefanski I, I love Dan Campbell but I do think it's fine giving it to Stefanski I don't think it's fine like at where, all where? how do you think it's fine to give it to Stefanski okay you try let's see you just lose the best one one of the best running backs in the NFL and then you're you're starting games with Joe Flacco out there this is the same man that said running backs most replaceable position in football 
I mean, I also am quoted saying Nick Chubb is the best running back. Here, no, no, that's not the. Let me. It's not the same because look, running backs is the most replacing replaceable position unless you have a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Like you can't just replace Christian McCaffrey. You can't just replace Nick Chubb. I think you can. If you have a Jerome Ford, if you have a Jerome Ford, yeah, you can replace him with any any other guy. Nobody last year. That's what I'm saying. You can replace him with any other guy. Jerome Ford is good because he's a Brown. You put him on the Panthers, and Nick Chubb would be better on the Browns. So he's not just replaceable. He's replaceable. I was like, he it, all his production for baseball, but obviously he's one of the best backs in football. But I ha- he was my fun fact. He was my first round pick in fantasy, and I still won our league. In case you're wondering, I forgot about that. Well, you probably had a steal. I don't Impressive, isn't it? I just don't. <laughs> I remember Luke Jung. Was it Luke Jung that traded you, Brees Hall for Anthony Richardson? Yeah. Like yeah. And then Anthony Richardson got hurt the next week. Know, like, what is that? Christian McCaffrey won Offensive Player of the Year. Not much um, to say there. No, yeah, that was pretty obvious. Yeah. I think what they should have done is given Christian McCaffrey MVP and then given Lamar, give uh, Tyree Kill Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, okay. you just you're just a, you're just a raving dater. Just yeah. stop, <laughs> bro. Lamar's stats are one of the worst for any MVP winner. Ever. He's a game changer though. Wow, wow. I'm not like, saying. Oh my god. I'm not saying he's wrong. Genuinely, sure you can argue that MVP. I don't. To be fair, I, I think w- he's the most deserving candidate. Easily. Yeah, I agree. No, no, no. <laughs> I agree, but I think MVP is turning into a more of a team award. Like it shouldn't just be the best yeah. quarterback on the best team. It should stats Obviously. should play more of a role. I mean, right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm just, but why is it a quarterback award? I get that they're most. I mean, because like to be fair, the they most are the most valuable yeah. position. Because it's not it's not like the best. Like if it was the best player in the entire league that season, it should have been Christian McCaffrey. But Christian McCaffrey could have gotten injured, and the 49ers still probably would have won 11 I'm games. I'm saying if Tyreek Hill beat the receiving record for yards, if he, won, I think he would have been. How can you not say he's the most valuable player? They would have said he wasn't. Yeah, so, unfortunately. I know, but like it just doesn't make sense to me. Make. It- because he's not a quarterback. I, I think, think this is a Mickey Mouse MVP. All right, that's fair. Keep complaining. I think he's Can the you most agree deserving. It's a weak yeah. MVP. It's statistically it's a weak MVP, but it's a deserving MVP right. considering the yeah, the other players. So I mean, it's fine. Like he was the MVP. Like, but it's just like okay, yeah. It's just kind of like whatever. Okay, now we're just gonna go over. I mean, I don't know what you want me to do here. Right. Uh, we'll go over the Hall of Fame people. Patrick Willis, Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, Dwight Freeney. Um, and then I'm kind of out of order here because Joe Flacco won't come back player of the year, which might be ridiculous to me. I still don't agree with that. I don't agree with it. Raven's, I would have given it to Baker. Raven Tater. Who else got in the Hall of Fame? No, I like Joe Flacco. That's yeah. it. That's it. I don't, okay. And then Lamar won MVP, obviously. And then Wink Martindale is now... A, the Michigan defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of sacks are coming Michigan's way. Hopefully. Uh, Corey Kluber retires. Uh, Hall of Very Good. Or yes. Yeah. Because he won two Cy Youngs. He did. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Bill O'Brien is the uh, head coach of Boston College. That's a good hire. Yeah, that's that a good hire. I, he's, a, he's a good play caller. His reputation, like we talked about last time, was ruined by that trade with DeAndre Hopkins. Terrible. But I think, in general, he's a solid coach. And then Chip Kelly is leaving UCLA to become uh, Ohio State's coordinator. So, um, I mean, leaving a head coaching job where I think he's getting paid a lot, probably he's getting paid a lot of money to be an OC. I mean, I guess I think to me that makes it seem like he wants to go back to the NFL. Yeah, I was Defo. thinking that. Or he's, I mean, what is he, in his 60s? Um, where it, I, it is a weird move to go from a head coach to an office 
offensive coordinator. Um, but he's a really good offensive coordinator. It's true. Um, and a really good head coach. And his five-star freshman just transferred out at he's UCLA. He's a quarterback guru. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. It's just a weird, just a weird thing to you just don't see somebody taking a step down. Um, maybe it's not one of the responsibility, but uh, and then right before we go, so our last thing we'll talk about today is the uh, uh, upcoming Super Bowl. Uh, we got Chiefs, and we've got the Forty Nine. I've honestly kind of put no thought into who I think is going to win, but yeah. I'm just going to say Forty Nine ers. I don't want to see the Chiefs win. This is a rematch. We'll look at the line real quick. Maybe that will help you out. Um, uh, 49ers at Chiefs, that's what they're calling it. Um, I guess we'll go, how will we say this line? San how, Francisco minus two. How would it be 49ers at Chiefs if the 49ers have a better record? That doesn't even make sense. Who knows? Um, uh, it doesn't really matter. It's I'm just saying. what jerseys they're wearing. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going 49ers. I don't think they'll cover two. It's just I don't, I, I'm, I'm a hater today. Yeah. I'm taking the Chiefs. I don't want the Chiefs to win. I think they're going to win, though. I think they're, they've been there before. And Brock Purdy's gonna that is true crumble. You are a known Brock Purdy. Hater. I am a known Brock Purdy hater, so it's gonna be tough if he wins this one. Uh, it's gonna be tough regardless. I'm going Chiefs strictly because if the 49ers win the last six Super Bowls, and that can't fly for me as a Steelers fan, so we're going Chiefs. And I don't mind Patrick. Mah- I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Travis Kelsey. Um, I, I like Kadarius Tony. I like Kadarius Tony too. He's a uh, character. I like Creed Humphrey. <laughs> I do like Creed Humphrey. That's about it. Um, all right, so that's it for Chris us Jones. today. Thank you for joining us, Griff. And um, hopefully Ben can come back next week. And Who knows? I mean, it's basically like, you know, picking a random number out of a hat with Ben showing up for the podcast. Um, anything you need to say, Dave? No, I'm good. I would like to tell Jake Stewart that Xavier St- Xavier Worthy is not even a top five receiver in this draft. Should we class. name all the receivers better than him before we yes. start? I thought his Griffin. guy was Xavier Lugetti. No, no, no. no. Xavier, Xavier Worthy. Worthy. All right, I'll start off. Marvin Harrison, uh, Emeka Obuka is better. Even he's, he's, not, not, even, he's not even in this draft. In this I'm just draft. naming college football wide receivers from last season. Malik Neighbors. <laughs> uh, Malik Neighbors, Thomas Bryant Jr., Roma Dunze. Um, that might be it. Xavier Worthy is probably – You already say Marv? Yeah, he's Marv. my first one. Marv. There's more. I'm, I'm taking and I'm taking a few tight ends over him too. Brock Powers, Kate Stover. I hate Kate Stover. I hate Kate Stover. All right, well that's it. Um, Jake Stewart, Xavier Worthy is kind of trash. Anyway, I, I, I he's a first round pick. Don't worry. Um, but that's it. And stay classy, Cardinals.